On this episode of Rock Down South, we chat with the rock band Nothing More. We talk all about the band's brand new music and some really crazy stuff that happened recently on tour. We hope you all enjoy. Let's go. Hey, this is Johnny Hawkins from Nothing More, and you're listening to Rock Down South. Welcome to another exciting episode of Rock Down South, your home for rock and country music. Today, we have an incredible episode for y'all. Gil and I had the absolute pleasure to speak with Johnny Hawkins, frontman of the hard rock band Nothing More. And these guys are absolutely massive, and they're killing it in the modern hard rock scene right now. They also put on a phenomenal live show. We had the pleasure of seeing them recently when they came through Atlanta, and they absolutely blew the roof off the tabernacle. The band has some new singles out right now and an album coming out later this year. We talk all about the new music and some really crazy stuff that happened recently on tour, like Johnny performing a show when he was super sick and a certain superstar country artist who absolutely loves their music and was seen rocking out to their show in Nashville recently. So without further ado, here's the show. What's up, Johnny? How you doing today, man? Hey, doing good, man. Doing good. Out here on tour. Where are you calling from today? I know you're out there on the road. We're in uh, St. Louis today, and then we have a day off tomorrow, which is much needed because my whole body feels like I got uh, hit by a, a truck. But uh, yeah, should be a good show tonight. You're originally from San Antonio, though, right? Yeah, we're, we're out of San Antonio, Texas. You guys have been around quite a while, even longer than I thought. I checked it out. It's been uh, since 2003, correct, with uh, Shelter coming out in 2004? Um, wow. God, I think you're right. So right around there. That's <laughs> yeah. Back when we were in high school, man, that's, I think I was like my freshman year. We started working on our first album and I was back on drums then. So I didn't start singing until our few not fleeting release, which I think was in like 2009 or something like that. So yeah, it's been a long road. <laughs> Johnny, I got to ask, what were you doing behind the drum kit, man? I've seen you play live and, you know, you just bring it live. I don't think I've seen that much energy from a front man in recent memory. What were you doing behind the kit? <laughs> well, uh, I guess it's, it's a funny question now to look back, you know, but at the time it was never clear or apparent that I would be a singer ever. I really couldn't sing that well. I tried out for the choir when I was in elementary school and didn't make it. I was like only one of two kids who didn't make it in a small choir at a private school. So I kind of took that as a cue that singing just wasn't for me. And I mean, drums was really my first love anyway. I went to a rock show with my dad when I was seven. And I just remember looking at the drummer and just being like in awe of the fact that he could be hitting these things with all this intensity and that was his job. I was like, what, <laughs> you know, someone just hits stuff and call it music. And of course, as a kid, I loved hitting things and blowing things up, you know, like most young energetic boys do. And so I uh, started playing drums and then singing was just kind of by necessity that we went through four or five singers and eventually I got to a, a fork in the road where I either needed to get like a real job or go to college or something, or we needed to find a singer. And 
we couldn't find one. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I am going to at least give it a shot so I don't go to my grave wondering what if, you know. And so I tried it out for – I gave myself about a year, year to two years, and it was a very uncomfortable year and a half to two years because I had a huge fear of public speaking and being in front of people. So I had to overcome that fear. And the only way to do that was to just do it night after night and feel really awkward. And, but now, you know, fast forward to now it's uh, it feels super fun and comfortable and I love it. <laughs> it's, that's a funny story. <laughs> you overcame your fear of singing and uh, getting up on stage there because the idea of getting a regular job was not fun. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you know, I, I heard, uh, I'm going to be quoting this guy I listen to online a lot named Jordan Peterson. And he said that one of the best things you can do in life is when you're afraid of something is not just focus on the thing you're afraid of, but ask yourself, how much more should I be afraid of the other direction? You know what I mean? And in my case, the other direction was basically getting a job I really didn't like and not ever knowing what it would feel like to fulfill my dream of being, you know, a career musician and touring the world. And so I was more afraid of that possibility than I was of, uh, yeah, my fear of public speaking. Now, it seems like you have somewhat of a stage persona because you're pretty nice and uh, seem like a chill guy. Um, but I know when you get in those music videos and you get the paint on when you go on stage, it's almost like you have a like a different person comes out, a new stage persona. And especially in those videos, you get pretty huh. aggressive and angry. <laughs> yeah. High energy. Yes, definitely high energy. Um, in a way, it's more of my, I would say my truest self, even though, it, it like you said, it is kind of a, a persona in a way. I actually think it's kind of the opposite. I think when I walk around daily and I greet people and I, and I smile and I wear the normal citizen mask that everyone else seems to wear to just kind of get along and, you know, not be threatening to one another and just be able to cohabitate in a society. I find that myself on stage is actually a truer form of, I think, who I really am. Um, when I watch, you know, home videos of me when I was a child, it looks much more cohesive with the person I am on stage. Just like, you know, I, I was that annoying kid who just had a ton of energy and was hitting things and trying to blow things up. And, you know, and so I kind of have, I found a healthy outlet to bring that true or part of my myself kind of more the child in me out you know hmm. interesting yeah i definitely like the intensity and especially the intensity of your music when i listen to it i feel like i'm pretty much being hit with a wall of sound that you guys are throwing at us <laughs> <laughs> yeah man we uh we make a lot of noise for a you know one bass one guitar one drum set one singer but we uh we definitely have everybody's doing a lot i think we're very progressive band in that sense so when you say a wall of sound it, it makes sense we're we're all putting out a lot of energy yeah i like the uh sound is it's different than some of the other kind of active rock bands kind of in the scene i mean 
you guys are throwing a lot of different kinds of sounds and switching things up at a moment's notice. It kind of reminds me of, um, not that you sound like these guys, but like a corn or a slipknot, how they're going from like one thing, almost even one genre to another very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that comparison, not only because I respect those bands, but they are bands in the genre that, you know, just the quality and the timbre of their instruments, like just makes them stand out from all the other bands that kind of give you the same drum sound and the same bass sound and the same guitar sound you've heard a million times. So we're always looking for ways to kind of reinvent the rock sound in our space while still maintaining the rock energy. And I think a big part of that has been we lean on a lot of the meat in the bass guitar. Um, a lot of rock bands kind of hide the bass guitar. They kind of just tuck it under like a wall of guitars. And we were inspired by bands like, I mean, you mentioned Korn. They had a very different bass sound, you know, a real clanky, garbagey sound that was unique and different. And we we're inspired by them. Also, a band like Muse, their bass player did some interesting things that a lot of rock bands don't typically do. So that opened up the world for like what our guitar player Mark could do. So I actually spent a lot of time in the studio working on bass tones and guitar tones. It's like, you'd think I'm mainly focused on singing, but that's something I've been real interested and passionate about. It's just like the production side. So, yeah. Talk about a couple songs and music videos you released, uh, tired of winning and uh, turn it up like, Tired of Winning being the rock radio single and a video that looks like Rob Zombie could have directed it. But it starts mm. out with a just a direct punch. God got tired of winning, and that's why we're here. Tell us about the lyrics and the video. Yeah, the lyrics uh, of this song are kind of like a, a bird's eye view of humanity, kind of a philosophical musing about you know, who we are, why we're here, what we're doing, like what it is the human race seems to be up to. And we have this guy who's a philosopher from the 40s, 50s, and 60s named Alan Watts. Um, if you listen to any of our albums, you'll hear his voice scattered throughout the songs. And he's a really interesting philosopher that we've used. And he had this one thought experiment where he said, you know, imagine you're this all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present being, you know, like you're, you're God virtually. And you can do anything you want, any way you want. So you create all these different trips and different realities and worlds. And at some point in millions and millions and millions and billions of years of experimenting, you think, you know, this is boring. You know, I want to, I want a surprise. And so you create again, but this time with a glitch in the system that you don't have the expected results. You're not completely in control. And he's like, and fast forward eons of this imaginary experiment and you end up exactly where we are now. And that, kind of thought experiment I always thought was interesting to think about and it, it really influenced a lot of these these kind of lyrics like you said God got tired of winning and that's why we're here yeah I think that's a great example of your 
body of work and your lyrics and you know you're not just a rock band but you really write stuff that impacts moves make you think help you face reality encourage you to deal with reality another uh song uh, i just wanted to share that fade in fade out of any song in the last decade maybe two decades that gets me every time i either hear it or read the lyrics it's unbelievable i recently uh you know came across a brush with mortality myself with a diagnosis and you know i have kids i have a son and uh and that song you know it's a it's a total reality check but at the same time it's inspiring it makes me want to spend more time with my son so you know thank you for for lyrics and songs like that it's just amazing yeah wow that's heavy stuff um sorry sorry yeah you i'm all good I sh- i'm finishing up and i should have good news next month not to be a downer but man that song is just amazing Oh, man. Well, yeah, I'll chime in there as well. I really like that song a lot. Um, I got a new son, actually. Um, but um, I did hear that song, you know, I think for the first time, uh, probably about six months ago. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, t- I think I teared up a little bit in the music video. Was, I shed a tear every time. It was pretty powerful. Man. I don't think I've <laughs> shed a tear for a music video before. So uh, yeah, that one's a powerful oh, wow. one. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Yeah. All right, let's talk about new stuff. You have a new album coming out later this year? Yes, we have uh, one coming out in the fall, I believe in early October. And it's an album called Spirits. We dropped two tracks on it already. We're about to drop the title track of the album, Spirits, here in about maybe a week and a half or so. So Yeah, we're excited about it. Oh, wow. Okay. Thought it was further out. That's great to hear. And uh, we'll definitely check that out. Yeah. What can we expect from the new album? Um, this album is a little more, it's a little denser than I think some of the other albums in the sense of some of the songs are a little longer, have a little bit more of a progressive element to them. Kind of like what you get from some Tool albums where it's a little more of a deep dive. and there's uh, i don't know there's just a darker heavier side to this album i don't know if it's just because of going into the lockdowns and the pandemic when we started making this thing or what but it's just a little heavier and a little darker than the others well let's talk about the current tour that you guys are on are about to finish up um i know we caught you guys here in atlanta in may when you came um from what I've seen of this tour, man, it seems like a quite an interesting tour for you guys. Uh, there's a few things that uh, that happened that I, I even um, saw happen. Uh, did your drum rig break in the Atlanta concert at all? Uh, yes, I think that was the Atlanta show. Yeah, the it was the dumbest mistake, really. Um, we tested the sound check, everything worked fine. And our crew at that point in the tour was still kind of getting the hang of a bunch of different things. And one of the dudes just literally forgot to plug the air compressor in. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) So I went on it to like, you know, get launched in the air and then it just went nowhere and was pretty, (laughs) it was like this climax moment that was supposed to happen. And then just, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I totally missed that. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I barely noticed. Of course, I was shooting photos, but yeah. 
<laughs> no, that was a fantastic concert for Tuesday. I mean, everybody brought it. Trey, you was fantastic. Ashley Alexandria brought it. And then yeah, uh, you guys brought it. I was very surprised at the energy and uh, the crowd there on a Tuesday. It was fantastic. Yeah, no, we had a great time. We, we always love playing Atlanta. We always have good shows there. And that venue is really cool. Can't wait to come back. Uh, another thing that happened on tour that I saw that was somewhat interesting is it looks like you got super sick and performed from a chair like Dave Grohl on a show. Yes, uh, I got a stomach bug and the timing was just horrible. It was reaching the height of the 24 hour stomach bug process right when we were about to go on stage. And I was like, guys, I just can't I can't do this show like any note, high note I hit. It's going to go out one end or the other. And uh, <laughs> so one of our crew guys was like, hey, I saw corn when Jonathan Davis got sick. He got through a whole show sitting down. And he's like, why don't we just bring a chair up there? So I gave it a shot. I put on some sunglasses so the lights wouldn't make me sick. And uh, I got through it. Um, we also had Brandon from Atreyu. He jumped in on a few songs like The Course of Jenny. He sang all of Fade and Fade Out, and he sang the chorus of This Is The Time, because those were, you know, some higher, tougher choruses. I had to really flex my abdomen to hit those notes, and yeah, so we got through it, you know? I think people really, you know, even though I'm sure they would have rather seen us full force, you could tell people were at least appreciative of the fact that we pulled it off for the people that had traveled and taken time off work and all that. And so we got through it. <laughs> well, it sounds like they got a one of a kind experience on that show. <laughs> yeah, definitely a unique one. And um, I know, unfortunately, Ashley Alexandria had to uh, take off some shows for the tour due to uh, vocal issues, but I'm really glad we got to see them when they were in Atlanta. Yeah, that was uh, unfortunate, but Danny just seemed to, it worse and worse. I think he started the tour on kind of a wobbly leg and then just never fully recovered. And then it just turned into two ear infections and fluid in his lungs and a laryngitis. Yeah. So it was unfortunate. Um, we had a good time with him while it lasted. Um, so yeah, now we're just headlining just solo. And the last little thing I wanted to talk about on tour was something that I thought was interesting was uh, your Nashville show. Uh, it seems like Carrie Underwood might've been in the crowd rocking after you guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She came out to our show. I mean, so random that someone that's a, a country and pop star such as herself would be into our music. I thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, we started communicating some time ago and she just had mentioned that she really liked the band and, so I was like, well, you should come out to a show. And so she came out and uh, had, had a great time. She was rocking, like really jamming out. So it was pretty cool to see someone of her her caliber and tier in the music industry, like really take in a liking to our music. So that's pretty cool. So hopefully we'll have some kind of a collaboration or something in the future here. I think you need to. Uh, I know Carrie Underwood's a big rocker. You know, I've seen her you know, perform with Axl Rose and Vince Neil for things. I know she likes the kind of 80s stuff, but uh, I was pretty surprised when I heard she liked uh, nothing more and was at the show and likes the, the modern hard rock stuff. So I think something needs to happen. 
Yeah. I'm not surprised. Nothing more rocks. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's pretty cool. I did not expect it myself, but she was super into it. She was headbanging harder than any of them. <laughs> so these next questions are what we close with and ask everyone. So first question, what would you tell your 21-year-old self? Oh, I would say don't get in a relationship until you're like mid thirties, <laughs> like just have, uh, you know, maybe just casual relationships, but not get into anything serious. I, when I look back, um, you know, it was, it was kind of advice I had been given by some people in my industry who were further along, but of course when you're young and, you know, and you really have a liking for a girl and you, you know, get all the love feelings and all that stuff. Um, of course it's, you don't really listen to someone who's older and wiser than you. Uh, you kind of go more with your, your feelings. Um, but when I look back, I think the biggest tax on a man's energy, time, mental state outside of his, you know, his dreams and his career is 90% of the time it's, it's a woman in some form. And so I think that if you have a really big dream and you're trying to accomplish something really difficult, I think that it's better to try and put that off in some kind of a serious form. Um, Cause I, I look at a lot of years where I was trying to, in a sense, serve two masters. You know, I was trying to make my ex happy and trying to make the career work. And there's just so many friction points and so much wasted energy and wasted time trying to kind of do that balancing act. So that would be my biggest tweak I would make. Good advice. Next rock down South question. What are you drinking lately? And if you don't drink alcohol, that's fine. What can be anything refreshing that you like to drink? Hmm. I'm drinking lately. Uh, in the mornings I've been drinking coconut water. I've also been enjoying some seltzers. Like I really like kind of, fruity seltzers. Uh, I know it's not the most manly thing to say, but it's, uh, <laughs> I enjoy them. Um, when I do drink, uh, I enjoy tequila. That's kind of my go-to. It's a healthy alcohol. Of course, I'm from Texas, you know? So, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as you know, this is Rock Down South. So what is something, or maybe a couple things that come to mind that you love about the South? Oh, I mean, this ain't no surprise, but the food, um, I would say the food, the hospitality, kind of the general, I, I don't know what, what the word is. It's not kindness, but just people seem to be a little more friendly if you don't have to know each other to strike up a conversation. You know, I've been living in Louisiana a lot uh, the last two years, which to me, that's much more kind of that Southern culture, like where it begins than Texas. Cause Texas to me is still, it has some of the South, but it's also kind of Southwestern, you know, which has kind of a totally different culture overlapping. So I, I feel like when I'm in Louisiana, it feels much more like the South. And uh, when I'm in new Orleans, hanging out, people will just very, very friendly. Thank you so much, Johnny, for being part of the show today. Uh, where can people find and connect with you guys online? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Anyone can go to nothingmore.net. Um, we have uh, all kinds of stuff there from our merchandise to, you know, our tour dates, everything. Um, but 
you know, all social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. We're all there. Just uh, Google nothing more and you'll get there. And do you have anything going on that uh, people should know about? I know you got the new album coming out um, in several months. Yes, we're currently on tour and we are selling very quickly these uh, VIP experiences. So if anyone wants to meet us, you know, in a little more of an intimate format where you get to know us a little better, kind of see behind the scenes a bit. Um, we're doing these VIP meet and greets before the show. And they've been really fun. We've been having a great time kind of interacting with our little more hardcore fans who have been wanting something like that. So those tickets are selling fast. So if you want to get them, definitely go to our website, nothingmore.net, and get the VIP experience. It's definitely worth it. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Gil and I had a really great time chatting with Johnny. Him and those guys and nothing more absolutely rock. It's pretty crazy to believe that Johnny started out as the drummer of the band for years because he is undeniably a front man in my view. And let's hope the band does get together with Carrie Underwood in the future to do a song. I would definitely love to see that happen. So make sure to go follow Nothing More and Johnny on all of their social media pages and give their latest singles a listen. I believe they're called Spirits, Tired of Winning, and Stand in the Fire. I think they have some music videos for them as well. Also, take a look at their tour schedule as they may be playing in a city near you. Check out all our content at rockdownsouth.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates. Also, leave us a five-star review if you can. We would really appreciate it. And as always, the views and opinions expressed by our guests are theirs and don't necessarily reflect our own. I'm Mark, and you've been listening to Rock Down South. See y'all next time.